What's up, fam? And welcome to your one-stop shop in all things pop culture. Welcome to the Pop Culture Collective. It's me. It's me. It's JCB. And as always, I'm here with the usual suspects, my tag team partners in crime. Ladies and gentlemen, the tall, dark, and handsome, and he's none of the above. Let's give it up for Mr. Doc Haas. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Dang, I'm wonderful. Yo, Dan, you you are chipper today. That must mean Tottenham had a good game this morning. They had we had a we had a good morning over here. We had a good morning here watching uh, Tottenham beat up on Sheffield three one. Uh, and Domboy had one of the most ridiculous goals I've ever I've ever seen. Ridiculous side foot like goal, like looper goal from like maybe six, seven, eight yards out. And I, I it was one of those moments where I was like. And Gabby was still sleeping. I'm like, ah, 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 ah. I'm like kicking my foot, you know, <laughs> trying not to like wake up the whole freaking, uh, you know, my, my wife and my neighbors, you know, right. watching, you know, English soccer at night in the morning. But I probably about 10, 10 30 in the morning at this point. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a nice game. Harry Kane had another goal. It was nice when Harry scores and Serge Aurier got himself a goal. So, very nice. They look good. Um, you know, it was, it was a, a needed victory in the league. Yeah. I have a soccer question for you. Sure. On average, what is the average number of goals a player scores per season? Um, what type of player? Like us? I, I, I guess that. I mean, that's that's a weird question because you know you have a defenseman who doesn't score goals and a forward who does score goals. So I guess you know. What's an average number of goals for a forward? A good forward, like a world class like striker. Yes. Should be so someone like Harry Kane or like Min Sun should be scoring. I'd say between 25 and 35 goals a season. So it's a lot less than, like, your forwards in hockey. Yeah, forward, a top forward, an elite forward in hockey should be scoring 45 to 65 goals a season. No one really goes over 65. I think Ovechkin was the last. Ovechkin went over 60 once, and he was the first one to go over 60 since, like, the heydays of offense in hockey, which was, like, the 80s and the 90s. Because, I mean... You know, offense has diminished in hockey since like the mid '90s, I would say. And uh, yes, you haven't seen the goal scoring. You'll never see the goal scoring numbers of like Gretzky and Lemieux. And again, it's just not going to happen. Not the way the game is played. Players got better. That's how it is. And the rules change to make make it. You know, I mean, defense defense has got better. I guess is a good way to look at it. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll 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 take that, girl. I like that. Right on. Okay. Well, hey, man, I'm yeah. looking forward to having a, a fun chipper show with you. I, I wish all of our listeners could see the, uh, the the cute smile you have on your face, too, this morning. Tottenham just makes you happy. With my, with my green Spurs kit on today. I love this green swag on. This is new. Is there a new, like, uh, away kit? Green? I love it. Nice. With Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale didn't play today, though. Right on. Well, listen, we can't go on unless we introduce our third man in the booth, but number one in your hearts. He is the bald and the beautiful, the host of Getting Grilled. It's given up for Mr. John Grill. Hello, everyone. How are you? Johnny, we're doing wonderful. Better now that you're here. You are always bright-eyed and bushy-tailed every Sunday morning when we sit down to record. It's an act. It's an act? It's it's kayfabe, brother. Kayfabe. So, Johnny, actually, I want to start off the conversation today with you. So we've been talking the past couple of weeks about the MCU and what Disney Plus is going to be bringing to our TV screens in 2021. Yes. And we're off to a bang right now with WandaVision. Now, we're not going to give any spoilers because myself and, and Doc have not seen it yet. Johnny has already seen the first two episodes, but I want to talk to you about 
the story revolving around what this series of WandaVision is going to to teach us. You know, us, the meaning the fans who are really into the MCU and, and in depth with the storyline. Um, first of all, what was your reaction to the first two episodes? Um, I really liked it. Um, so, not giving anything away here. Uh, the way it works is every week they're progressing through American sitcom TV. And um, basically, uh, you know, the first week was um, I Love Lucy. Or the first episode was like an I Love Lucy style episode. The second one was uh, Bewitched. And uh, I, I guess what they're doing is uh, just going through and, you know, th there's a backline story there. You know, why are they why are they doing this? Why? You know what 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 what's going on pretty much and you know you have to uh you have to like rewind a couple times because sometimes mm -hmm. it's like what the hell now it's like a little too weird it's not it's too, weird. too weird i sometimes. really liked it um i i have not read the wandavision comic or the the overline story which uh, i guess is house of m um, right i wanted to ask you about the house of m now the story now first of all Chronologically, in terms of the bigger picture in the MCU, where does this fall? Does this fall in between Infinity War and Endgame, or is this where does this fall? Because obviously, Vision wasn't introduced until Infinity. Um, I'm sorry, until uh, Age of Ultron. So it had to have happened after the Age of Ultron. So where does this happen in the in the the bigger story arc? Well, I mean, we've all watched the movies now, so we know what happens to Vision. So it has mm -hmm. to be, I guess, before Endgame. Right. Okay. Because they take the Mind Stone out of him. Right. Um, again, though, I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know where it lies yet. And um, honestly, I haven't even read up on it that much. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm super excited that we have, um, you know, more Marvel MCU stuff coming on right now and i just haven't had a chance to really read up on it right uh but i you know i will be doing it this week so we can talk more now i don't want to give anything away um they did say that um on the internet <clears throat> excuse me that uh the villain quite possibly might have been given away in the second episode uh i i know exactly where it happens mm -hmm. but i'm not too sure who it is yet if that makes any sense okay um I, I again i just haven't i haven't had a chance to read up enough on it uh to go to give you a good answer but i will tell you the first two episodes were fantastic there are some people out there that don't like it um you know D dan said the word it's too weird and then a lot of the reports a lot of the critics are saying it's it's just so out there weird it takes away from the MCU. It feels like it doesn't belong as part of the MCU. Well, that's why, just, why, again, the critics are saying. Thing. I almost feel like that might be a better thing, though. Yeah, why, why does everything have to be the same thing? Yeah, right. exactly. Um, right. I mean, if that's the case, um, none of the Netflix shows should be part of the MCU. They were super violent. Right. And now we just found out this week that Deadpool 3 is going to be in the MCU. It's going to be rated R. Mm -hmm. So why does the MCU have to be cookie cutter the big movies right and why does it always have to be kid friendly there's yeah, plenty of there's plenty of you know you don't listen to three grown-ups talk about you know the mcu right now right 
I mean, I'm looking over at my comic rack now. If you ever wanted to read the original Jessica Jones comic book, it is not kid-friendly. That's why it's, it's not even on Marvel. It's on Max Comics, which was one of their side, their side hustles because it was so gritty. You know what I mean? Right. right. I mean, same thing with, like, DC. Or originally, if you read The Watchmen, that is a dark-ass comic book. People die. There's rape. Like, mm-hmm. why does every – it doesn't have to be cookie-cutter. That's just me. Right. Um, no, I agree. I agree. I'm with you there, too. 100%. So, j- just to kind of enlighten everyone about what the story of WandaVision is going to to, to tell us, uh, this was a, uh, a blurb I got off of L.com, one that I happened to come across online. If you spent time digging around Marvel fan forums, you probably already stumbled on this theory. In 2005, Marvel Comics released a storyline called House of M, yep. written by comics uh, legend Brian Michael Bendis, in which... An insane Scarlet Witch has a mental breakdown and attempts to recreate the universe. She lost her two children, Billy and Tommy, as well as her grip on reality, the other Avengers and X-Men. I want to stop there. X-Men are involved in the comic book story because in the comics, Scarlet Witch is portrayed as a mutant. But in the movies, she's not a mutant. She just Um, has this special power. Yeah. So um, if you go back... And read the, the the original comics. Um, in in the original comics, uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch do show up, and they are mutants, and they work right. for Magneto. But the reason we have them the way we have them now is because um, Disney didn't, doesn't own the rights to the X Men. Well, now they do because they now have they Fox. Do. Right, right. But you know what I mean. Like they mm-hmm. did, so they had to put them in another way i think that's why quicksilver died in the first avenger so quickly as well yeah um but you know scarlet witch you know has has lived on so maybe that's what this is maybe it's it's going to be her alternate reality after losing vision right because um, then but, i'm sorry go ahead johnny no but we don't know yeah but it looks like the, again the theory now that she's realizing that they must consider uh, Avengers and X-Men are co- going to consider killing Wanda because her reality shape, uh, shaping powers pose an enormous threat to humanity if she cannot recover her sanity. So now she is going against the Avengers and the X-Men to stop them from killing her, which means she is now killing fellow mutants or other superheroes uh, and, and in time to to just prevent her from being killed. It looks like in the comics or House of M, she ends up killing everyone off, or at least attempts to kill everyone off. Maybe. So. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. Um, I have House of M here. I actually have never read it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to have to. Maybe I'll read it this week. And, you know, reading more into this, a lot of what, what WandaVision shows us, like the old school I Love Lucy, Bewitched, like the sitcom style. It was really cool. Wanda creates a, a brand new world in an almost perfect utopia where her children are still alive, her superhero teammates are all happy, and mutants all rule the world. So it's all of this crazy fantasy world that she creates, but it ends up becoming more of a threat than anything else, which is why it looks like the story kind of turns. So, Well, listen, regardless, it was very good. So it's worth the watch, regardless. It's Definitely worth the watch. Worth the, watch. Um, yeah. the first two episodes were, if, if you don't know a lot about Scarlet Witch and Vision, it might not make a lot of sense, but it's going to get good. Mm-hmm. It's Disney. It's the MCU. How bad could it be? Right. 
I mean, just right. just reading up those reports on what this theory and the story arc looks like, it it's, sounds fucking good to me. So I'm yeah. definitely going to uh, hop on that bandwagon as well, and uh, so we can talk about this more. So, Doc, you have an assignment. You got to watch the. You have an episode. assignment, bitch. Whoa! Don't don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, episode three is on Friday, so we got to try and watch all three episodes for yeah. this week so we can discuss it. So, all right, is they, are they half half hour shows? Yeah, they're minutes? about a half hour. So it's like Mandalorian, like okay, that's, yeah, that's, right on. Right, so cool. Part of the reason I like the Mandalorian so much. To, Boom, 35 well, the minutes. First, yeah, the first short, couple episodes were not... Digestible. Yeah, first couple weren't that short, though. They kept getting shorter. Of Mandalorian? Yeah. Were they longer? I did feel like the first few maybe... They're very random. I feel like they're very random Mandalorian They are, but that's, that's the cool thing of not being on network TV. Yeah. Right. Take advantage of that shit. Yeah. Yep. All right, so guys, let's switch gears. Let's go talk about some music in 2021. There has been announced that a few artists will be releasing new albums, or at least plan on releasing new albums in 2021. Uh, two that have already been in production are Drake's Certified Lover Boy and Lana Del Rey's Chemtrails <laughs> Over the Country Club. You guys uh, fans of Drake or Lana Del Rey? Um, I do like Drake. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think he's got a really good voice and I like his rapping. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm pretty determined to like him because he's Jewish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't have to like everybody that's Jewish. <laughs> oh, I, trust me, I don't like everyone that's Jewish and you know that. But uh, I do. Lana Del Rey, I really like too. Right. Uh, I, I figured you guys might be a little I, more I in tune with them because, because of your students and stuff. Yeah. I don't listen to either of them. I, I feel like my students aren't as as into them as other pop artists out there. But um, right. I really have no opinion on whether I like them or not. I don't mm-hmm. really listen to them. Like Guys, I, I'd hate to break in here, but I actually have breaking breaking music news. Breaking news. Like, literally just happened. Thank you to my lovely fiance, Jessica, actually, for this. And I just looked at it. Uh, 45 minutes ago, it was announced that Phil Spector has passed away at the age of 81. Oh, was oh, he in wow. jail? What's up? Was he in jail? I think so, or at least on on trial <laughs> for like killing people. He was weird. Yeah. He I'm kept just... he kept Ronnie Spector like as a as a prisoner for years. Yeah, I know. He was yeah. he, he was kind of a dirtbag. <laughs> wow. But but also a, a musical genius. I'm, I'm a great well, yeah, great music producer, uh, a wall of sound and everything, man, like, you know. Innovative yeah. music producer, but Real dickhead. Yeah, passed away. Uh, passed. It looks like he passed away yesterday. Yesterday, January sixteenth. Yeah. yeah, but it looks like it just came out. Um, Phil Spector, the revolutionary music producer who was convicted in a two thousand three murder, has died at the age of eighty one. California prison officials say so. It looks like he died in prison. Yes, he okay. did. Yeah, he yep. was serving a nineteen year old prison, nineteen years to life. Spector's used. Lavish orchestral arrangements in the 1960s hits. Wall of Sound, man. Like be, be My Baby to create his wall of sound. The wall of sound, so famous. Yeah, I teach no, it. it's, yeah, absolutely, man. It's, I it's teach like, it. Like, you have I to teach learn. it in my class, man. When it's, we talk. It's production 101. Yeah, when we, when we talk in the history of rock and roll, about the early 60s, we bring them up. We have yeah. you have to. Well, it was an absolutely innovative sound at the time, you know, yeah. it, it, just the way he recorded, you know. And just you know, tons of hits, you know, all those Ronettes hits and everything. Um, and then also how he destroyed "Let It Be." 
Right, yeah. yeah. You, you know about that, Bones? The, the Let It no. the How Let It Be works. So the Beatles recorded Let It Be and Phil Spector. I guess they gave it to Phil Spector to mix or something? No, this is what happened. Uh, what did they, yeah, what's the. Yeah, let you it be. I do. You should be telling this story. I will, if you would like me to. Let It Be was actually recorded before Abbey Road. It wasn't supposed to be called Let It Be. It was going right. to be an album called Get Back. Um, but they were fighting too much and they couldn't finish it, so they shelved Get Back. Um, and then they decided, you know, a couple months later to come back, but they didn't start working on that music. They ended up working on Let It Be. The Beatles break up. They never finish Let It Be. Apple Records takes the Get Back sessions, gives it to Spectre and says, here, finish this. And it's released as Let It Be. Got it. Um, mm. Now, fast Man. forward to 2003. Well, before you go on, what he did by finishing it was taking those tracks that the Beatles had recorded and... Outside of just mixing them or engineering the old uh, he added all intense orchestral arrangements at times where the greatest they weren't supposed to be, especially on the 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 song most noticeable is the Lawn and Winding Road. That's exactly what I was going right. to say. That's exactly yeah. the one. If you want to hear it, listen to the Lawn and Winding Road. Now, in 2003, Apple Records released Let It Be Naked, which was his version without it, and they took a couple songs off, put a couple more on. Um, also, a lot of people, and, and I, we got to ask our friend Chris about this because I'm not really sure where I can look at the internet. But a few of the songs on Let It Be weren't even in the Get Back sessions. I think they were actually recorded on the rooftop. Uh, like, I think Get Back was on the rooftop from the rooftop, and uh, Dig a Pony uh, were from the rooftop concert. So they weren't even part of the Get Back sessions. Really? That I never knew. Go back and listen to it. Go go listen to the rooftop. Dig a, rooftop po- Dig a pony makes sense. Get I feel like get back. The, I, I feel like get back. The two versions sound different. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I know Dig a pony absolutely is. Um Because yeah. if you watch the rooftop concert, it's, it's exactly the way it is. Um, also, the uh, get back. Let it be the introduction of the fifth be- the fifth beetle that was never named. Billy Preston. Billy Preston. Billy Preston, baby. Yep. Who has hey, a couple find of a lot of that find a, the, the, a lot of that sound on those last two Beatles albums, yep. man. With with that Fender Rhodes, man. Ooh. Yeah, and, and the organ, man. Yep. On like uh, Abbey Road, I want you. She's so heavy, dude. Yep. Yep. It's, it's Billy Preston on organ, right? It is. Now yes. it's crazy. The story I heard about that is the way Billy Preston joins the band is uh, George Harrison is sick of everyone fighting. And just walks out. He's like, I quit. I, I guess he quit a whole bunch of times. Right. But he's just walking around and he walks into a club and Billy Preston's playing. He's listening to him. And after his show, he just comes up to Billy Preston. He's like, you want to come record with my band? Do you imagine? <laughs> Walk- Billy walks in. Hey, guys, this is Billy. He's going to play with us. And, bi- and like, I guess they were all in their best behavior because it was someone new. Right. I guess that's what got him through to recording was Billy <laughs> Preston. Got silver. <laughs> and of course, Billy Preston goes on to be signed to Apple Records. Mm-hmm. Uh, with you know the first three acts on 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 Apple Records are uh, actually pop quiz. Do you know who the, the first uh, other in the Beatles are? Uh, Badfinger. Absolutely, Badfinger mm-hmm. was on Apple Records. The first. Who's the first signee? The first signee to Apple Records. James Taylor. Is it James Taylor? Okay. I thought Badfinger was. Badfinger is one of the originals for sure. It's Badfinger, Billy Preston, and um, and James Taylor. But I okay. think James Taylor is the first one. Oh, 
now now he's now he thinks. So you might be right now there, Doc. No, oh. I said he thinks. No, I said first before. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now you're looking up the it's like um, All right, here we go. All right, several artists signed in the first year: James Taylor, Mary Hop- Hopkin, Billy Preston, Modern Jazz Quartet, which I didn't know, uh, The Ivies, who become Badfinger, Doris Troy, Jackie Lomax. No and matter what you are, it's a groovy tune. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my favorite, my favorite Bad uh, Badfinger song is uh, Day oh, the ballad, the no, other one, Day After Day. Yeah, it's a ballad. I call it a ballad. Okay, we've gone off the rails, man. We that was did, good, but that 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 was a yeah, but it's the good, Beatles good conversation dude. with you guys. Yeah, dude, I, I can talk. I, so you talk about the freaking Beatles all day, dude. Yeah, yeah. Beatles, dude. And then crazy about Billy Preston is, you know, I, I feel like we this got brought up in conversation on a show recently. I don't know if it was here, but like, you know, eventually when he was after the Beatles after solo, he got to be in the Rolling Stones too. And he's Eric only, Clapton's band. Yeah. yeah, he's the only. I think he's the only person that was in the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Shit, you're right, man. And how, how freaking cool is that? Yeah. I mean, never an official member of either, but definitely a tour, a in studio and with the Stones, a touring member too. He toured. He here's, did. The, he did the '75 tour with the Stones. I think. Here's the craziest part out of all this. Even before the Beatles and the Stones, he played for Little Richard, Sam Cooke, and Ray Charles. Well, I mean, he's, he's a freaking. He was a higher gun. He's, he's, he was. And then after that, he played for Sly. Like. He was in the all-star band and he was in Clapton's band. Awesome. What a life, huh? Yeah. Yes. And also all the cool musicians. <laughs> and also, also, Will It Go Round in Circles is one of the best songs ever written. It's good jam. Well, now for something completely different. We're gonna go from Beatles and Rolling Stones to Drake, Lana Del Rey, but let's talk about Lord who is best known for Royals back in 2017's coming out with their second album, her sophomore album, Melodrama, due out. It sounds I'm about sorry, right. no, Melodrama was her sophomore album. This is her, her third album now. I'm sorry, my apologies. Her third album coming out in 2021. There's no date set on that one yet. But uh, she says, the work is so fucking good, my friend. I am truly jazzed for you to hear it. So it's really fucking well, good. I mean, so let's that's keep good. It. Yeah. I mean, just, it's good that she to be feels fair, good about it. No artist ever really goes, hey, my, my new album really fucking sucks. So right. like, don't listen to it. You She's, know? um, <laughs> Madonna is, uh, her mom, right? I don't think so. Lord? No. I don't think so. I think Madonna has a daughter named Lord S and you're confusing her with Lord, who is not. I think Lord's like Australian, dude. Yeah, she's not. Yeah, she's Australian. Yeah, Madonna's from like Michigan. <laughs> oh, uh, New Zealand, New Zealand, New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Is she New Zealand? Okay. Huh. So yeah, remember, like, remember, like, Springsteen did a cover of. Dude, Royals. I was gonna bring that up. His cover yeah. of it is so good. Well, he did it because he was in like I, th- I think he was in New Zealand or where Australia, wherever she's from when he nice. when he did it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Nice. Well, guys, uh, also, for something completely different, the WAP World Tour oh, continues man. into 2021. <laughs> and Cardi B's kind of come out with her new album sometime in 2021. Uh, let me see. Um, when she puts out a ridiculous video, we can watch it again. That's kind of my thoughts right. on Cardi B. <laughs> and we can um, <laughs> yeah. yeah she we, can, wrote- we can laugh at her ridiculous videos. <laughs> Yeah, she wrote. She's on gonna Twitter. be. Listen, guys. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about her more because 
I think she's going to get involved in WWE. I oh, think with all this shit with her, with her and Lacey Evans. I think it's an angle. Oh, is there is there is there? Is there whoa, whoa, time out. Is there is there a feud between Lacey Evans and Cardi B right now? It's yeah, Lacey st- Evans called her nasty war. man. Yeah, that's what she. It does. could be just like a little like little like feeler, mm-hmm. you know. But none of us knew that she was a uh, she was a wrestling fan. Is she re- is she confirmed the wrestling fan? Yeah, she was she was commenting yeah. on Twitter about about Raw that night, mm-hmm. and oh, okay. Lacey Evans went after her. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Did he think that was something that WWE <laughs> told Lacey Evans to do? Or do you think Lacey Evans is like, you know what? I'm just going to go for this and see what happens. Because I feel like that's a smart move. Just go for it and yeah, see what happens. I would, be, I, would, I would be shocked if it actually was something that was set up. Um, but also, I don't know. It's Cardi B. <laughs> right. Well, also um, in 2021, we could expect Billie Eilish... Uh, to introduce a new era after her documentary is released in February. There's going to be a documentary about her and come out in February, and she has a new album coming out as well. Uh, she released two singles in 2020, My Future and Therefore I Am, in addition to her James Bond theme song, No Time to Die. Um, you got to be a pretty interesting person that already have a documentary about yourself. Like, how old is she? Like, she's like 1920. Dude, she yeah. is. She's not old. Yeah. She is a. She's a very interesting person. She's talented. I like her music. Yes. Yeah. yeah I do. I, in terms of in the world of pop music, I do. Into, like, whenever my students want to play like Billie Eilish, I'm like, yeah, I'm always into that. Yeah. It's cool songs. She also comes from a musical family because her brother, Phineas O'Connell, is preparing to release. His own What's debut his name? album, Phineas O'Connell. He sounds like he, he legit sounds like a WWE character. He he he's red hair, pale white skin, kind of like a Sheamus. Dude, and, and and very skinny. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's a musical family. He's gonna have his debut album coming out in 2021. He says on Twitter, "Been hard at work on my album. I could not be any more excited for you to hear it." That's awesome. Also, also, we're we're all fans of Adele, right? Dude, I think Adele is fucking great. That yeah, woman absolutely. can do no wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. She will be coming out with a new album since her last album, 25, which was back in 2015. Well, she took a legit some she legit had, time off. Legit she had vocal. Off. She had vocal. Uh, yeah, she wanted. She, 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 yeah, she took yeah. time off on purpose. So it's nice to see that she's back at it again because yeah. she does Dude, great, writes great songs. She's she, just. She can do no wrong too. Is she gonna name the album 31? Is what I want to know. Ooh, I guess that'd that be kind of cool sense if she can. I would that think street. so. All the other albums are named after her age. Is that I like remember her thing? when when no one knew who she was. I don't know where I heard Chasing Pavement. It might have been like it was years ago. It was like on a new new like a new artist thing or whatever. And I saw the video for Chasing Pavement. You know what? It was Sirius XM. It was on. And mm-hmm. um, I was like, yo, this is good. That that first album is a sleeper, man, because she didn't yeah. really hit big until 21. That first, the second album. Yeah, but that first, first album, 18? One, uh, 18, yeah. It's very jazzy, man. Um, Rolling in the Deep's kind of what got me into it, though. I didn't really yep. get in, yeah, I didn't get into it until, like, yeah. As that, the kids say, yo, Rolling yeah. in the Deep is a bop. That yo, song is a bop. Gu- guilty Pleasure, playing gigs. I love covering that song. Love we do, covering too. We play song. it every show. 
We played it every show. No, like, you, all it's, it's all I song. play is the fucking tambourine, but bro, I play the shit out of the tambourine to Royals. <laughs> oh, did you guys notice my shirt, by the way? Yeah, the I percussionist. Shirt. Just saying, I did see that. That is This cool. was like a cool Christmas gift. For those of you that, that, aren't, that obviously can't see, my shirt is the Godfather font, like the Godfather image with the hand holding the puppet strings, but it says the percussionist. My fiance got this for me for Christmas. The coolest. No, you got to do it in tone blocks, dude. But wait, guys, you know what else? This, the lettering glows in the dark. Oh. We go to bed last night. It's fucking bright. So cool. You wear a shirt to sleep? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a little chilly, bro. Does that, doesn't that like constrict you? No. I mean, my muscles are kind of big already, so oh, I'm already bulging out my shirt. Oh, my God. Anyway. No, it's well, not even. It's done. But that's, but that's the thing. No, but that's the thing. Like, like when I sleep with a shirt on, I feel like I'm trapped, dude. No, like, see, anytime I do, I wind up waking up at 3 in the morning. I'm like, ah, I go like freaking Hulkamania on it. I'm just <laughs> ripping it off me, throwing it across the room. Like, how do you even do yeah. that, dude? Dude, when I sleep, first of all, I don't move. Like, I'll fall asleep on my back, and I'm <laughs> in that position all night long. That makes one, that makes one of us. <laughs> so, if, I think if I moved around more, that'd you be don't different. Move. Do you move, John? Or are you out? Air raid? What is happening? Has an air raid in Ocean Grove? <laughs> what? Where is that coming from? Is that from? the purge? Is that the purge? Is that the purge? <laughs> Lock your windows. Uh, Lock your doors. You're, you're across <laughs> from a firehouse, right? It is the Ocean Grove firehouse. Oh, <laughs> Apparently... Something's on fire or a cat's in a tree. Oh, man. Oh, my God. All right, hey, guys. I have, I have one other musical act I want to talk about. Go ahead. Or we're about to start playing War Pigs. Oh. Yeah. Anyways. Um, um, I, before, before we're really interrupted by something burning. Yeah. That wasn't a pitch. Not at all. My, Motown, my Motown band has been practicing that. We're gonna we're gonna do it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But not, we're, not we're and, and, and not and not the the cheesy cake cover, which is saying something because I love the band Cake, but um, their version is like really funky. Cake Cake's version is pretty cool, but like you can't fucking. Nah, uh, I don't think any, I, I. I mean, I've heard so many versions. Voice, yeah, nothing's better than the Sabbath on, version. Man. Yeah, like that song was like that song was written. That song was written for Ozzy's voice, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I have one other musical after I want to talk about. All right, talk about it. Noah Cyrus. Is that another Cyrus? Like It is the, the younger sister of Miley Cyrus. Oh, it's a girl. Oh, wow. Now, check this okay. out. I learned about her on New Year's Eve. We were chilling at home, playing some board games, because that's what you do during a pandemic. And uh, we're watching Dick Clark's Rockin' Eve, which is... What is that, dude? That, I that sucked. I, I don't that want to talk so, about Cindy Lauper. It was so, so bad. So depressing, yeah. <laughs> it was the most depressing thing ever. Like, why did we even do this? It was but so I mean, depressing. But listen, listen. Uh, not Noah Cyrus came on, uh, and she played, uh, I guess, what what is her, her first single? I, I guess. Uh, maybe second single? I'm not sure. Um, but I, I got to tell you something. She's good. She's really good. Um, and the song, what's what's weird is the song um, originally is a country song. I guess she's going like after her dad, you know, which is pretty cool. 
Yo, that one album with Achy Breaky Heart, dude, is really freaking good, man. Oh, it is. Yes. So yeah. that whole album whole is album. really good, dude. Yeah, I, I had that shit on cassette tape. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. There's some good songs in that album. I remember, Bur- I remember yes. burning that CD out when I was like a younger kid. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, the song she played was called July, which is is a country song. She has a really great version of it, but the version she did live was almost like a mix between the country and and reggae. Or I version of it, and it was so good. So I went, I listened to it, and I, I listen. I got to be honest with you, she's good, and she's going to be as big as her sister. That's you know, awesome. the, okay. So let me talk about so Miley Cyrus. My biggest thing is I just don't like her voice. Um. So go listen to her sister. As, 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 as I said, that's that's the big thing. Is, is, the, is this because like I, I respect the game of Miley Cyrus, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, and her as a performer, you know, I think she's, I think she is a good performer and everything. My students love Miley Cyrus. Like yeah. my high school age students, they think she's great. Like, like we're doing like Heart of Glass in one of my bands, and they just, they, they just want to rock it out like the Miley Cyrus mm-hmm. version. And I'm like, whatever. There's a <laughs> version of Heart of Glass. Yeah, it's, it's it's good. It's just I can't do her voice. The rest of it's great. The band freaking slays on it, you know. Um, you know, Heart of Glass is a great song. So but listen, just, I'm, I'm gonna put this song on real quick. I want you, I want you to hear it because I, I can. I right, throw it on. Yeah. Well, which one? Uh, the, the, which song? Is she is gonna be one? better than Billy Ray, dude? Some yeah. gave all. That was the name of the Billy Ray Cyrus album. Mm. All right, here we go. Take a listen. What, what, which song is this, Johnny? This is July. like a Mumford and Sons vibe. Yeah, I would be more apt to listen. I'd be more apt to listen to this than Miley Cyrus, no yeah. doubt. Say that again? I would definitely be more like apt to listen to this than Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Um, I want to try to find the the version from New yeah. Year's Eve. Okay. And he's right word there. Check this out. This is this is what caught me. Listen to it live. Yes. Fucking metal. That fucking that's wait, Just wait. That's how you start a fucking tune, man. All right, here we go. Check this out. All right, Dan. Why? Uh, why? Why the look? 
I'm not as big a fan of the reggae thing. Oh, see, I'm all about that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was digging too. that. I like that. As a yeah. drummer, it's like, I, I, I I I I don't dig white boy reggae. <laughs> Well, Johnny, j- just to piggyback off of what you mentioned earlier about Noah, she actually made her her debut in 2016 when she released "Make Me Cry," yes, featuring Labyrinth, yes. Uh, and after this, she actually toured as an opening act for Kate- Katy Perry in 2017 as well. I'd rather hear her sing without the gimmick. Like reggae, um, just seems yeah. like a gimmick there. I'd rather hear her do it without the gimmick. That's what producer in me feels there. It's a breakdown, bro. Right, listen, I'll be honest, though. She, it's a she's, reggae she's breakdown. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like it. I'm not going to lie to you. I, uh, if you were uh, a real you, percussionist, you, you'd understand. Yeah, go get your percussionist shirt, and you bones can have your <laughs> reggae boner fest over right, there. Man. All right, well, Doc, like since, good since you don't like the uh, the, the reggae breakdown, can I clarify? Can I clarify? Well, I, like, please, I like real reggae. Like, I like real reggae. Okay, like Bob yeah. Marley, Ziggy Marley. Yeah, I don't like SoCal white boy right. reggae. I got you. Yeah. I mean, me too. Or country-infused reggae. Oh, my God. Well, like, it doesn't work. Like, the reggae's there, and it doesn't work with the voice. And it doesn't work with what the drummer's doing. Like, it just... Like, mm. it just I'm sorry. It's all right. Well, let's talk about something you, that you do like. You, again, you seemed excited at the beginning of the show, so let's continue that excitement through. Let's talk about some sports. You already talked about Tottenham. No, 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 no. We can't talk. We didn't talk about Lil Nas X, dude. Oh, we didn't go right. down the old oh, town oh road. Oh, my God. The greatest to... album ever is coming out, dude. Dude, no, man. You're come right. on. You're right. We can't continue. In 2021, Lil Nas X, and I quote, he says, I'm dropping the greatest album of all time. He just put this shit on a fucking pedestal. That's like Yo, the old town roads about to turn to the platinum road, dude. Yeah, man. I was according to uh, wonder what this the diamond is. road. What do you guys think, think of old town road? Um, it was a song. I, I listened to the kids bop version more than the regular version. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, because all the kids liked it and we would work on it in school a little bit. And like we would kind of like. You know, like, I got no problem teaching kids about, like, rapping and, like, giving them a chance to, like, learn how to do that in class. But, yeah. you know, but we have to do, like, the kids' bop version of, of a lot of those songs, including Old Town Road. You know, it's, just, it's not the worst, but there's there's enough that, you know, I have to kids' bop it. Right. Yeah. And, and this is actually also Lil Nas X's first album. album. His yeah. first album. Yeah, because that was just a single, EP. right? Old Town Road? That was just, like, a that random a, single, right? Well, he has an EP. It's entitled Seven. Okay. Uh, so I'm pretty sure that was on the EP. Okay. But Little Nas X said, uh, 2021 is going to be one hell of a year for me. I'm really excited about my album as a whole. The singles and the music videos that are going to be around them, uh, the moments I'm going to create with each one of them, some features that I'm working on with other artists, and I'm just excited about the entire process and even releasing music again. So it sounds like he has a lot of stuff on the docket and plans for 2021. Yeah, I like the excitement. So- I yeah, like I mean, yeah. If if he's putting the shit out there, he he means it, you know. And that's awesome that that he's into his project, you know. You can tell the passion behind it. So that gets me excited now to see uh, what what it is and hear it. Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely check it out. I try to give I try to give as much hip hop like a chance as I can because I do find gems that I want I wind up liking with hip hop down right. the line. It's just I'm very it's very inconsistent when I find them though. Kind of like. 
the Ric Flair drip that we talked about last Yo, week. Yo, the Ric Flair drip. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if me liking a hip hop like album or release is a batting average, I probably bat about one one eighty five. Mm. Yeah, slightly under two hundred. Right. Yeah. So let's actually stay on that topic. That was a good segue. Let's get into some sports now, bro. Since you uh, again, we're very excited this morning with Tottenham's Tottenham's awesome morning and their win. So uh, what's going on in sports in twenty twenty one so far? What we have to look forward to. Um, I mean, the big story, I think, in sports right now, the NFL playoffs has started. Um, they've been great playoffs so far. But um, yesterday, the Buffalo Bills, who the Haas family has officially jumped on the <laughs> Buffalo Bills bandwagon. <laughs> Sorry, Jets fans. Oh, um, man. You know, it, it, they're just so much fun to watch. They do nothing but throw the football. It's just pedal to the floor all the time it's awesome it's such fun yeah, football and then yeah, yesterday they yeah. also played defense they went with defense yesterday because it was cold as shit in buffalo yesterday mm-hmm. it was and it was windy as shit in buffalo yesterday um i think the bills could even possibly beat the chiefs that's if the chiefs get through the browns today who i think could also possibly give the chiefs a hard time because the Browns run the damn ball so well so i'm pretty excited for um New York's only football team, the Buffalo Bills, and uh, <laughs> and I've officially oh, adopted no. them as my co-favorite team. That was my cousin Gary in Blairstown. Uh, he went to he said he, he went to a Bills game with some buddies last year, and he said he never had more fun at a, at a football game in his whole life because Bills fans are batshit fucking crazy. Yes, they are. Oh, uh, and like, and but in the best way, man. They just go. Absolutely bonkers. You ever seen the videos of them? They they, they they basically do like ECW matches for their tailgate yep. bones. Yep. That's like awesome. that's what a Bill's tailgate is like going to the ECW arena right. and just watching crazy drunk motherfuckers freezing <laughs> fucking cold diving through fucking tables in the middle of the f- of a fucking blizzard. I have a Bill story. <laughs> I have a Bill story. The Bills are fucking good. American institution, and it's about time they're fucking good again. So you got my support, Buffalo. Go win that fucking Super Bowl, I got, baby. I got, I got one for you. Um, okay, so we've kind of talked about how my grandfather grew up with Leon Hess, who owned the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I remember distinctively this one game. I might have been 10, 11 years old, right? So he's taking me to a Jets game, which is against the Buffalo Bills. Now. We get into the parking lot and there's a giant bonfire in the middle of one of our lots. My grandfather's like, I don't know what that is, but we're not going to park next to it. So we park. Smells like Bill's fans. It was not. I'll tell you what happened. Oh, boy. Smells like Jets fans. (laughs) This was about the time that Doug Flutie had released a cereal called Flutie Flakes in support of Mm. autism, I think. Jets fans bought a whole bunch of boxes and made a bonfire out of them. Oh, God. And we're burning the boxes of Flutie Flakes. And it turned into a riot because all the Bills fans saw what was happening and started a brawl in the lot. <laughs> Lovely. That's, right. some, that's, some good, that's some good AFC East rivalry fighting right there. Yep. yep. I've seen some good stuff like that at football tailgates. Um, yep. Um, I saw. I went to a Giants Eagles playoff game. So I'm, a Gi- I'm the Giants fan of, of the trio. And I went to a Giants Eagles playoff game. 
It was the year after they beat Brady the first time. So that was like, it was the 2008 season. So it was in 2009, the game was early 2009. And it was still at Giants Stadium. It was like, I think it was the last playoff, Giants playoff game at Giants Stadium. They fucking lost. Before we got into the game, we're outside. You know, there was it was against the Eagles. There was little Eagles fans that made the trip up. So the parking lot, there was, there was a, there was a, a I'd say like, probably like a 70-30 pro-Giants mix. At one point, I see two Giants and Eagles fans, and they just start throwing haymakers. And they're just, oh. boom, boom. And they're just big old fighter throwing each other around. One's on the ground. The other one comes over. There's a kicking each other. It's a freaking... And then a guy gets up. And then all of a sudden, one of the dudes legitimately... The, one of the Giants fans took one of the Eagles fans and threw him in front of an oncoming bus, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. And the bus stopped before it hit, and it luckily... I was like, that dude just tried to kill that guy. Holy shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> dude, what is wrong like, with people? Holy... They were, everybody was fucking... And it was, dude, every, it was, everybody... Was, it, you were... Every, it was like the game started at 1. It was probably 11, 11.30 at this point, and everybody was smashed, dude. Like, every people... We got there at, like, 7, 8 in the morning and started, like, you know, just... We didn't even, like, tell you. We just, like, came with a bunch of beers and just walked around the parking lot just getting hammered before the game. Like, like I don't want burgers right now. I just had breakfast. I just <laughs> want to drink. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I miss Taylor Tailgating is awesome. That's yeah. probably like the best part about was one of the best parts about going to a sports game is the pre-party. I mean, we just just think about our WrestleMania tailgate. How much freaking fun we had yeah. doing that, you know? We yeah. were fu- we were, were fucking, dude. I was fucking. fucking I successfully <laughs> success like I said last week. Successfully went to another WrestleMania and don't remember the first like forty five minutes <laughs> to an hour of the card at all. That's two for two for me. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, I have a Survivor Series like that too. Um, the one oh John was with me for that when uh, at the garden where I was um, singing the Shawn Michaels theme song yes fucking 11 walking down fucking midtown Manhattan from Rudy's to the garden yep just freaking <laughs> slaughtered dude I was all sorts of mangled that day man and, that was uh, a good day though oh dude I was freaking walking I was like I'm just a sexy boy sexy uh, boy dancing with random people on the street dude and then, and then, and then I think I, I think I remember this was at the the zenith of 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 um, woo woo you you know it. It was because exactly. yeah, yeah. we right. we were screaming at we were just we were screaming, screaming at, at the garden. We, I have a video of us screaming it on the exit stairs of the garden. I got oh, yeah, it. it's dude. me, you, and our friend Zach and Steph. And was Zach had, there? Yes, he was. Okay. Yes, Sam was there too. Sam yep. Schneider, shoe line was with us. There was yep. a big crowd. There was a big crowd at that. Yeah, I was... Oh, dude, I was freaking just... I was on another planet, dude. I was so drunk, dude. I took the train <laughs> up. It was just... No no mercy was held for me on this day. It was great. And uh, that was a, that was a good car, too. And I remember every... It was one of those things where... You know when we get pissed at WWE for not pushing the right guys? This is the moment where right. we're pissed at them for not pushing Zack Ryder. And it was in... I think he was in the U.S. title picture. And... The match went down. He wasn't in the match, and it was just people shouting for Zack Ryder throughout the, the entirety of the match, just mm-hmm. completely ambushing whatever creative plans Vince McMahon had for the night. Yep. So at the end of the match, he just they just had Zack do a run-in, just a random-ass yep. run-in, had nothing to do with the match, <laughs> nothing to do with the story, 
the dude, the garden just went fucking bananas, dude. <laughs> Like it was, and I, I, that's my favorite thing about wrestling. When you get those random moments when those mid card guys just like have just have those little runs, like where the fans love them, and they, they and, you know, sometimes they end with Daniel, like Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston, and right. you know, sometimes they end unfortunately like Zack Ryder and not a world title run, you know. But that was an awesome night. Getting going, getting getting pre gaming before sports is one of my favorite pastimes. I miss it so much, and before concerts, dude. Right. You know, it's funny you talk about Zack Ryder because just last night on Impact Hard to Kill, the one and the only Matt Cardona, Matt Cardona who is always ready. Now. Yeah. Wait, did they he show up made on his Impact? debut on Impact last night. Did I, oh, I nice. mean, it, it makes sense because uh, Brian's there. Yeah. But um, don't forget, he also was on AEW a few months back. He was. Yeah, he, and he, he said that was a one sh- or a one or two shot deal, though. Yeah, well, he had a, f- a couple couple of fights on Dark, but then you haven't heard about him in quite some time. There's, there's no, but I mean, there's, it's completely feasible to think that he's gonna hop back. He can he hops back. He can hop between the, the two of them now. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, now, now you can, right? I mean, the relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he was. If I remember correctly, he was very good friends with Cody Rhodes. And um, yes. Oh yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, that's a true statement. Yep. I uh, I mean, from what I've seen, there's really not anyone in the industry that's not friends with Cody Rhodes. Yeah. I mean... I mean, even when he started, I mean, I remember Vince McMahon didn't have any negative things to say about him. He was Cody giving Rhodes. him advice. And yeah, he was saying, like, he's, he, you know, he, I mean, Cody even said that. Vince said, you know, he could call him for advice. Like, he's, mm-hmm. you know... And from what I which, know, you know which, from what I know, sense. they are still, like, I, I think it was an interview with Tony Khan, but apparently Tony text Vince for advice once in a while and he gives him advice which is the coolest thing ever yeah, I don't I think, think Vince yeah. understands that competition is good for the market well I think he I think now that he sees it again too it's almost like I almost feel like you have to you had to remind him a little bit like hey remind, you were yeah. you were at your best when somebody was breathing down your throat dude yeah yep. dude we, we are know? so far removed from the Monday Night Wars at this point like he needed to get he that, that. it was 20 again. years yeah almost dude almost yeah. 20 years since he had any real competition Yep. You know, so, and, 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 you know, it's made NXT better. It's made SmackDown oh, yeah. better. Oh, yeah. But, dude, just, I mean, we'll stop we, there. We, I talk about it a lot on, <laughs> on my other show that's found on the Fourth Wall Pop Network called the New Normal Wrestling Podcast. Uh, but, the pros. Every, Dude, all, all the, you got it. The That's first. the A team, man. We're the, we're the B team wrestling, wrestling, <laughs> for wrestling talk. The A team is new normal wrestling, baby. We, um, but I always talk about how it's like there's so much alternative wrestling. Like, you know, we talked about the Monday Night Wars where there's WCW and and uh, WWF at the time. But now you yeah. have Impact, Ring of Honor. There's so much legitimate good wrestling. New, New Japan has some amazing shit happening. There's just, I mean, I, I tell you guys all the time, I watch like fucking almost 18 hours of wrestling a week. At least um, two. Yeah, it's that's I don't. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, but there's just so much. That's why you're on the A team, you dude. Your teeth into man. That's why you're on the A team, dude. If I catch like one, maybe two shows a week, I'm happy. Right. I'll be honest with you. The only thing I've been watching is is dark, uh, is dark dynamite. And if I can't, well, it's not on right now. But you know me, I love NWA. NWA. Uh, yeah. And I haven't been able to really catch Impact as much as I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I do want to watch that more. But um, mm-hmm. and I've been watching just NXT. Um, oh, let's speak about that real quick. I got a digital ticket to be in the digital audience. Oh, yes. of yeah, NXT tell us week. about that, dude. I did 45 minutes and shut it off. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was cool. I mean, I, I couldn't find myself because they pack you into small boxes. But um, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, there's a production guy in your ear telling you who to cheer for, who to boo, uh, you know, not who to cheer for, but when to make noise. I mean, that you can right. cheer boo whoever you want. Um, I think I signed an NDA, so I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to say. But I will say that it was a cool experience for about half an hour, and then I was like, uh, okay, I'm done. Now, um, do, do I, I, you – your, your view, mm-hmm. so like – the way obviously we the way we see it from watching is TV, TV view. I'm watching the same thing as you, except okay. so it's except, not like the view of where you're placed in the. No, uh, that would be cool. That okay, that's why that I would make me more interested to try to do it. If that the only the thing that's different is you you do get exclusive stuff like you see people like people that are in the ring mm-hmm. like when they come back for commercial you get to watch, um, you know come out they do some like special things for you so there are some cool exclusive things. Oh, geez. Would I do it again? Maybe only for a pay-per-view. Right. Um, I would do if they found a way to have a camera on every TV screen and you could actually watch. Yeah. That was the first thing that I thought of when I started seeing it. Like, do they see it from that point of view if that was where their seat was? You could could definitely charge, though, if you had that, I think. I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could charge. I would pay for that. that. I would pay for a view from a virtual seat. Absolutely. Right. Well... Guys, I love how this show has gone off the rails so much, but it's been a lot of fun. I'd be remiss, before we sign off, I'd be remiss if if we didn't speak about New Jersey's only true professional sports team who returned to play this week after almost a year away. You're right. My, ours, and yours, New Jersey Devils, returned to action on Thursday with a hard-fought shootout loss to the Bruins, which should have been a tie because the shootout's fucking stupid. And when games should end in ties, they should end in ties and discussion. And pulling off an awesome overtime victory yesterday with Igor Sharangovich getting his first career NHL goal with, like, I think two seconds left in overtime, So which would have prevented yet another shootout loss because there's no way the Devils were ever beating the Brewers in a shootout. So the Devils are back, and they're playing tough, great, smart young fun hockey and they're probably not going to make the playoffs this year but if they did it'd be a great surprise but man i was really excited after these first two games um ty smith the new defenseman looks like the real deal um i said the sharon govich kid uh, as a forward looks like the real deal so i'm pretty excited for devil's hockey to be back and they look like a real team that's great stuff right on awesome okay that's it i'm done with sports um that's it i would be remiss if i didn't uh talk about um been kind of a, a weird time right here not not going out as much and uh i've been pulling out my film cameras and taking some shots with some film and that's been a lot of fun i have a friend at school who has uh, acquired enough extra stuff he's going to teach me how to develop at home which is going to be cool nice. Nice. and uh cool can't wait to get back together so i can be a hipster with my cameras and take pictures of all of us you've also <laughs> taught me how to tune drums yesterday i did teach you how to tune drums yes. yesterday <laughs> Yes, as I had to tune the drums up as I'm recording some drum tracks with Candy Cavity. So, Mr. Uh, my, 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 my drum tech, John Grill, came over. <laughs> and he set up these drums. He showed me how to actually do the tuning right. So, it's cool. That was nice to see. So, nice. we got to see each other yesterday. That was nice. Yeah. 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 I haven't really been out Thanks much, for the so. invite, guys. We weren't tuning percussion. <laughs> oh, oh, so I, I can't tune drums? You motherfucker. Anyway. <laughs> No, but we, I do have to get down to uh, South Jersey to see you guys now that I'm I, up. I actually down. do have some percussion tuning questions for you, actually. I live 
in Central Jersey. You live in South Jersey. You don't live in Central Jersey. You don't even live in Monmouth County, dude. You live south of Tom's River, dude. Dude, Tom's River is the last place you can almost kind of make the set the Central Jersey argument. You live no. past that, and you live past that by multiple towns. So fine, stop. fine, so fine. You live, in, South Jersey. You live in the Pine in Barrens. You can you can legitimately take a bike ride and be in the Pine Barrens fifteen minutes. Uh, right, three minutes. Uh, but anyway, but I do have to get you down. You can't there get days. there in three minutes. I want to see you get to the Pine Marathon on a bike. Yo, we are gonna YouTube this. That's gonna be our first YouTube. That's gonna be our first YouTube. Yeah, yeah. John's gonna ride his bike from his house to the Pine Barrens, right, right off the exit there. You can go right where we go off when we go off roading. But right there, if you could do it in three That's minutes. That's the Pine Barrens. Yeah, you could do that in three minutes on a bike. Oh, I thought you meant get to it from my house. Oh no, no, on a bike. I said you could bike there in fifteen minutes. No, fuck that. I, I can bike that in a couple. That's a day's worth of biking in there. There's hundreds of trails. No, getting to, no, getting to, the, to the damn Pine Barrens <laughs> from your house. The transit from your house to the park. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. At that well, Star Wars shirt going to his head. He thinks he's the fucking Millennium Falcon right? over there. Uh, well, fans, this show has gone off the rail, and if you're still tuning in, thank you so much for listening to the 28th episode of the Pop Culture Collective. If you enjoyed this show, we have plenty more coming out. Make sure you hit subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to right now so you never miss an episode. Show your support by checking us out on social media at PC Collective Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and please support the Fourth Wall Pop Network on Twitter at Fourth Wall Pop and on Instagram at Fourth Wall Pop Network. Buy our merch from the Fourth Wall Swag Shop by checking us out on tpublic.com. Follow the link in our description and in our bio. So, as always, I'm JC Bones. He is the tall, dark, and handsome Doc Haas. He is the bald and the beautiful Johnny Grill. We are PCC. And until next week, We'll see you when we're looking at you. You know, we're on a podcast, so we're never really looking at anybody that hurt that's listening to us. We aren't caught up in your love affair, and we'll never be royals. It's a one in our blood. That kind of looks just ain't for us. We crave a different kind of buzz. Let me be your ruler. Let me be your ruler. ruler. You can call me queen.